بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear brothers sisters elders partings are a part of life and the pain at the parting is directly proportionate to how beautiful that relationship was there are some people who when they die others say alhamdulillah we don't want to be among them there are others who when they die those who are left behind they miss them they shed tears for them they make dua for them it's painful and that pain is directly proportionate to how beautiful that relationship was rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that when you face a calamity when you face a calamity and a loss he said remember my death remember that one day i will die and remember that day because there is no loss there is no calamity there is no parting that is bigger or more painful than the parting and departure of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam from this world today as we before we begin this khutbah I request all of you to make dua for the mother of our brother Dr. Samir Tahun. She passed away and her passing was so beautiful. These are basharat insha'Allah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the consoling and for the for the peace of mind of those who are left behind. She prayed Salatul Fajr. and after salatul fajr she lay down and she passed away inna lillahi wa inna ilaihi rajiun for someone to die with iman for someone to die after praying salatul fajr her last act on this earth was salatul fajr alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin yes there is pain in the party but this pain is 
balanced by the way of the departure. We ask Allah Jalla Jalaluhu to give this kind of departure for all of us inshallah. That we die in a state of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers and sisters, I remind you on myself that if we are asked a question, then we need to respond. We need to give an answer, right? If you ask me a question and I simply repeat that question and I repeat the same question again and again. Supposing you ask me, what is your name? And I say, what is your name? You say, no, no, I asked you, what is your name? I say, no, what is your name? Does it make sense? If you ask me, where are you going? And I say, where are you going? Not only does it not make sense, but the other person may say, this person is being funny or is, you know, is being disrespectful or he's trying to pull my leg or he's doing some nonsense. I mean, I'm asking him a question and he does not answer the question. He's repeating the same question again and again. What is the meaning of this? I remind you of myself that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked us some questions in the Quran. Let us ask ourselves, did we answer Allah? Because Allah asked us a question. A question demands an answer. Did we give this answer? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, A'udhu billahi bin ash-shaytanir rajeem, Alaysa Allahu bikafin abdah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Zumar, Alaysa Allahu bikafin abdah. وَيُخَفِّفُونَكَ بِالَّذِينَ مِن دُونِهِ وَمَنْ يُدْلِلِ اللَّهُ فَمَا لَهُ مِنْ هَادِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means is Allah not sufficient for his life? Is Allah not sufficient for you? Is Allah not sufficient for me? Yet they try to frighten you with those whom they worship besides him and whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves to go astray for him there is no guide. I ask myself and I request you to ask yourself, what is the response? Allah is asking a question. Is Allah not enough for you? I know the standard answer. You also know the standard answer. Yes, why not? That's not what is going to work. That is not what is going to work. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, اليوم نختم على أفواهيهم Allah said that tongues will be sealed on that day. All these clever answers we give, tongue will not speak. The hands will speak and the eyes will speak and the ears will speak and the feet will speak and the skin on the body will speak. And they will speak the truth. And they will tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about what we force them to do. The eye did not see haram by itself. We made it see haram. Because Allah had given that control in our hands. These fingers did not do haram by themselves. We used them on the mouse, on the keyboards. To find those sites and to look at those things. Huh? These ears did not listen to haram by themselves. 
we force them to listen to haram. These hands and feet did not do haram by themselves. We compelled them to do haram. Because Allah had given us control over them for a period of time. And on the day of judgment, they will complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will say, Ya Rab, this is the one. He made me do this. I didn't do this. He made me do this. Allah is asking, is Allah not sufficient for his slave? What is the sign of sufficiency? What is the sign that Allah is enough for me? That sign I need to look inside my heart. If Allah is enough for me, is my heart filled with the love and hub of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and free from the fear of anyone and anything else? Is that the state of my heart? If that is the state of my heart, then alhamdulillah, Allah Jalla Jalaluhu is enough for me. But if that is not the state of my heart, if my heart is afraid of political changes, my heart is afraid of economic collapse, my heart is afraid of Omicron, my heart is afraid of COVID-19, my heart is afraid of everything in the world except Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. And my heart knows and Allah knows and you know and, and Allah, nobody else knows. What is in your heart, only you know and Allah knows. And I only, my, my, in my heart, only I know and Allah knows. That heart is going to talk. What is in the heart? Alayhi Allahu Is Allah not enough for you? As they say, actions speak louder than words. I say, only actions speak, not words. Because nobody cares what you say until they see what you do. So people are looking at actions, they're not looking at words. And therefore, we have to ask ourselves, if my heart is free from every fear, from fear of makhluk, whoever the makhluk is, and my heart only has the fear of offending Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the definition of taqwa, then my actions will reflect that. I will give precedence to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over everyone and everything else. Because my heart only has Allah Jalla Jalaluhu in it. Our actions demonstrate our beliefs. My brothers and sisters, my question is, when Allah said, Alayhi sallallahu bikafir abda, this is a question about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's a question about our ta'alluq with Allah. Our connection with Allah. And if you think about that, that is the first question which will be asked to us in the grave. What is the first question? Man rabbuk. Who is your rabb? The malaika will not ask who is rabbul alameen. Tell me about the sifat of Allah jalla jalaluhu. If they ask, no, they don't ask. They know who is Rabbul Alameen. They want to know who is your Rabb. They want, they will ask me, who, man Rabbuk? Who is your Rabb? Did you worship him? Did you believe in him? Did you live your life according to what he had ordered? Or did you live your life according to what you ordered yourself? What your nafs, your hawa? My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introduced himself. And see what he said in many, many places in the Quran. But in Surah Al-Hadid, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Huwa alladhi khalaqat samawati wal-arda fi sittati ayyamin thumma stawa ala al-arsh. Ya'lamu ma yaliju fi l-ardi wa ma yakhruju minha. 
وما ينزل من السماء وما يعرج فيها وهو معكم اينما كنتم والله بما تعملون بصير see the majesty and the command of this ayah Allah said he jalla jalal who is the one who created the heavens and the earth in 6 days and then made istawa he rose over the arsh in a manner that suits his majesty and grace He knows what goes into the earth and what comes out of it and what descends from the heavens and what ascends to the heavens. Wa huwa ma'kum aina ma kuntum. He is with you wherever you are. By his knowledge in a way that suits his majesty and grace. And Allah knows and sees all that you do. I ask myself and you, we understand the meaning of the words. right we all understand the meaning of the words the question is what does it do to the heart does it do anything to the heart to know that my rab jalla jalalu is with me here now as i am speaking to you he is with you now here as you are sitting here he is with you when you are out there doing whatever you are doing allah is with us allah is not only saying i am seeing you and he is saying i am with you what does this feeling of the ma'iyat of allah that allah is with me what does this produce in our heart does it produce anything at all my brothers and sisters this should produce two things one it should produce a fear of disobeying allah subhanahu wa taala of committing any sin because allah is here with me how can i commit a sin how can i disobey my rabb jalla jalalahu when he is here with me and the second thing it should produce is a sense of complete and total safety and contentment to say alhamdulillah my rabb is with me let the whole world and all it contains become against me i don't care my rabb is with me alhamdulillah is that happening is that happening my brothers and sisters relationships depend on two things how well do we know the one with whom we have a relationship and what is our experience with that with that entity with that person that's the question we need to ask ourselves one of my shayukh used to say when you get a headache what is the first thing you do do you make dua or do you reach for tylenol it's not haram it's not haram to take a medicine we should take medicines if there is a need the question is not halal or haram the question is what comes first what is the first thing the wife i know my rab is with me do i ask my rab ya rab i have this headache or do i pick the the medicine first this is the question that we need to ask ourselves اقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه انه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد 
My brothers and sisters and elders, if you think about all the stories that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the Quran about his Anbiya alayhi salam, they are all stories of his of the connection of the Anbiya with him. Take the story of Nuh alayhi salam. The story is about a man who continued to warn his people about the danger of disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The chief of which is shirk. He did it consistently for 950 years. And then when the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came upon the people, thanks to their refusal to change their ways, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved Nuh alayhi salam and those who followed him while everyone perished. My shaykh used to say, obey Allah and Allah will protect you in the middle of the problem. Yeah, he used to speak Urdu, so I'll tell you what he used to say in Urdu and I'll translate it for you. He used to say, Sadak pe accident hota hai, tumhara nahi hoga. Bimari aati hai, tumko nahi aayegi. Halat kharaab hote hai, tumhare nahi honge. He used to say, there are accidents on the street, you will not be a victim of that. There will be disease, but you won't get it. Conditions will become bad and, and negative, but not yours. Obey Allah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala huwa khaliqu kulli ashya wal ahwal. Ma fi ashya faqat. The khaliq of the ahwal, the khaliq of the conditions who? Allah jalla jalla. Conditions do not happen because of the ashya. They happen because of the amr of Allah. We see that in the story of the Anbiya alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا نُوحًا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ فَلَبِثَا فِيهِمْ أَلْفَ سَنَةٍ إِلَّا خَمْسِينَ عَامًا فَأَخَذَهُمُ الطُّفَانُ وَهُمْ ظَالِمُونَ Allah said, and indeed, we sent Nuh alayhi salam to his people and he stayed among them a thousand years, less fifty years, preaching Islam. And then the deluge, the, the tufan, overtook them while they were zalimun. They were wrongdoers and polytheists. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَكَذَّبُوهُ فَنَجَّيْنَاهُ وَمَمْ مَعَهُ فِي الْفُلْكِ وَجَعَلْنَاهُمْ خَلَائِفَ وَأَغْرَقْنَا الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا فَانْظُرْ كَيْفَ كَانَ أَخِبَةُ الْمُنْظَرِينَ They denied him, but we delivered him and those with him in the ship. And we made them generations replacing one after another, while we drowned those who belied our ayat. Then see what the end is of those who had been warned. We know the story of Ibrahim, of Ibrahim alayhi salam. The decision to burn him was at the stake was affirmed by the temple priests and by the king and that was the king Namrud of Babylon. The news spread like wildfire, a huge crowd collected, they dug a huge pit, they filled it with firewood and they lighted a fire which was so big and so massive that even birds wouldn't fly over it for fear of being burnt. The, fame, the flames were so high that they couldn't even take Ibrahim salam close to it and put him in the fire. So they used a, a siege engine, they used a trebuchet, a catapult. They tied him up, they tied his feet and hands and put him in the cup of the catapult and they are about to fire him into the fire. When Jibreel comes to him and says, Ya Ibrahim, tell me what can I do for you? Jibreel in person, he's standing in front of him. He's, he's, we are not talking about Ibrahim salam asking a favor from a grave. Here is... Two live and Ibrahim knows him. He has seen him before. 
He says, tell me, what can I do for you? It is the halal of the halal. If Ibrahim a.s. had told him, save me. Put out the fire. Do this for me. Absolutely no problem. If I ask you, can I do something for you? And you tell me, Shaykh, I will do this. Alhamdulillah, no problem with that. What did Ibrahim a.s. say? Ibrahim a.s. said, Hasbun Allah wa ni'amallah shaykh. Hasbi Allah la ilaha illa wa ni'amallah. Hasbi Allah wa ni'amallah shaykh. Huh? And what happened? When the Abd removed the Asbab, Jibreel is Asbab. When the Abd removed the Asbab from between him and his Rabb, his Rabb directly spoke to the fire. His Rabb directly spoke to the He didn't send Jibreel. He said, He spoke to the fire. Kulna ya naru kuni bardan. Wassalaman ala Ibrahim. Eh? This is the shan of ta'alluq ma'allah. May Allah give this to every one of you. His Rabb spoke to the fire directly. And I'm quoting Quran. Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us this. this. There is no dalil beyond this. Qulna ya narukuni bardan wa salaman ala Ibrahim. When I read this story, my question to myself is, how did Ibrahim get there? Of course, he was the Nabi of Allah, Khalilullah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helped him and so on. That's a different thing. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us the stories in the Quran, not to say that these are my ambiya, this is exclusive to them, you can't reach there. No, no, no. Allah is telling us these stories as examples for us to follow. So I asked myself this question and I ask you this question, ask you to ask yourself this question and say, well, this is the ta'aluk that Ibrahim alayhi salam had with Rabb Jalla Jalalu. How can I get there? I'm not saying I will become Khalilullah. Some shadow of that. Some reflection of that. And the answer once again is in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described a very beautiful incident from the childhood of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And I want you to reflect on this ayah, not just his meaning alone, but think about what it symbolizes. What does it say about that relationship between Ibrahim alayhi salam and his Rabb Jalla Jalalhu? I see a I see a relationship of such love and such complete comfort. When Ibrahim alayhi salam asked his Rabb Jalla Jalalhu, with also our Rabb Jalla Jalalhu, to show him how he resurrects the dead. And Allah described this Jalla Jalalhu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّ يَرِنِي كَيْفَ تُحِيِّ الْمَوْتَى قَالَ وَلَمْ تُؤْمِنْ قَالَ بَلَى وَلَكِنْ لِيَتْمَئِنَّا قَلْبِي قَالَ فَخُذْ أَرْبَعَةً مِّنَ الطَّيْرِ فَصُرْهُنَّ إِلَيْكَ ثُمَّ جَعَلَ عَلَى كُلِّ جَبَلٍ مِّنْهُنَّ جُزْءًا ثُمَّ دُعُهُنَّ يَأْتِينَكَ سَعْيًا وَعَلَمَنَّ اللَّهَ عَذِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِمُ رَبِّي كَيْفَ تُحِيَ الْمُوتَى This is a conversation. He is not doing salah there. It's a conversation. Ya Allah, how do you give life to the dead? And see the reply. Havalam tumin? What? You don't believe? 
What does it tell you about this? I mean, what kind of conversation is this? How beautiful is this? Does it look like a standalone incident only time in the life of Ibrahim salam that he did this? No. This is something he was probably doing this every day. He was talking to his Rabb Jalla Jalalu every day. This is one of those conversations. That is the question. That is the thing that we should look for and say, how can I spend time with my Rabb Jalla Jalalu? That is what gets us to that place. That is what built that Iman. An Iman which ensured that the fire became a garden for him. One of our great poets and ulama from the Indian subcontinent, Allama Iqbal, rahmatullahi, he said, Aaj bhi ho jo Ibrahim ka Iman paida, aag kar sakti hai andaz gulistan paida. He said, even today, if the strength of the Iman of Ibrahim salam is produced, the fire will create a beautiful garden. My brothers and sisters, in conclusion, I want to say three things that we need to do if we want to strengthen our Iman to a level where it becomes a source of comfort for us. First one, learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla, who is Allah. The best place to learn that is the Quran itself. Learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reflect on His glory and majesty and make istighfar and tawbah and increase our zikr and our ibadat. This is the first one. Connection with Allah. The connect, the way to connect with Allah is ubudiyat. Is to make, is to ibadah. Is through obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Know about His glory and majesty. He fills the heart with His nur. And we bow in submission. And we make sujud to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no connection with Allah. Combined with disobedience to Allah. Please understand this first and foremost. There is no connection to Allah. Combined with disobedience to Allah. So tawbah and istighfar and removing every single bit of haram from our lives. This is the boundary fundamental condition. This is the door. Second one, then reflect and remind ourselves about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings on us and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Today we are in the midst of the Omicron crisis. But Alhamdulillah, all of you are sitting in this masjid. You came here, you are healthy. May Allah keep you healthy, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Should we not thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this? See where our focus is. Almost everyone I talk to tells me about so many people in the hospital. So much is happening. That is happening. I say, what about you? Are you in the hospital? No. Focus on that. If you are going to focus your mind on all the negativity around yourself in, the, in your life, you are going to become a depressed human being. Say, Alhamdulillah, I will make dua for the ones in the hospital, but I am most conscious that I am not in the hospital. Alhamdulillah, Allah has protected me. I thank my Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu for protecting me. Stop talking about this thing. The whole time, Omicron, this, this, blah, blah, blah. Say, Alhamdulillah, 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 Alhamdulillah. What you talk about becomes real for you. What you ignore becomes unreal for you. And the best example is Akhirah. Which is more real? Omicron or Akhirah? Seriously, ask ourselves this question. You know why? Because the whole time we are saying Omicron, Omicron. I wish there was some, you know, word. I say 1,000 times Omicron will take me to Jannah. Akhirah is unreal because we don't talk about the Akhirah. 
Only when we are in the masjid, we, we, we sit and look holy. Talk about the akhirah. Make this a, make this a, a rule for yourself. Every time I say Omicron, I'm going to say akhirah. Right? Make this a rule. What you talk about becomes real. What you don't talk about becomes unreal. Even though it is real. So, reflect and remind ourselves about the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, Allah gave me this blessing, this blessing. This. Count them and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for them. And the third one is, take risk on Allah. Jalla jalla. And how to do that? Do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told you and me to do, even when the whole world thinks you are a fool. Even when the whole world tells you to do the opposite, don't do that, do what Allah said. That is taking risk on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Trust, tawakkul is a factor of knowledge and risk taking. Without knowledge, the risk seems to be too high. Knowledge is reinforced by reflection and by gratitude, by tafakkur and by gratitude, by being thankful, by shukr. And threat perception becomes marriageable. Then we take risk and it increases our faith and taking risk then becomes fun. Think about this. After all, who are you relying on? You're relying on the creator of the heavens and the earth. For God's sake, what risk is that? Is that a risk? I want to close by a definition of faith by Barbara Winters. It's one of my favorite definitions and it's on my signature line in my emails. She said, when you come to the end of the light of all that you know, when you come to the end of the light of all that you know, and you have to step out, and you are about to step off into the darkness of the unknown, faith is knowing that one of two things will happen. There will be something firm to stand on, or you will be taught how to fly. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to teach all of you how to fly. ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم اهدنا فيمن هديت وعافنا فيمن عافيت وتولنا فيمن توليت وبارك لنا فيما عطيت واقنا واصرفنا شر ما خذيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك فإنه لا يظل مواليت ولا يعز من عديت تبارك ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك اللهم ونتوب إليك اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الله يؤمنهم ولمبات برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين there is a request to make dua for one of our brothers whose father has cancer. I don't know, they didn't give me the name. Allah knows who it is. Please make dua. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cure him completely and totally and bring him back home safe and sound, inshallah. Wa sallallahu ala nabi al-kareem wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Ya ibadallah, rahimakumullah. Inna Allah ya'amalu biladhi wal ihsan wa ita'izi al-khurba wa yanha'ali al-fahshay wa al-munkari wa al-baghi. Ya'izukum la'allakum tazakkaroon. Udhkurullah yathkurkum. Udhu yastajib lakum. Wa la dhikurullah yakbar. والله يعلم ما تسرعون أطيب السلام